This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Back for Arfield. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. Going home the champions. 
I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yes! Michael Keane! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman, ahead of this weekend's trip to the Cardiff City Stadium to take on, well, Cardiff City, obviously. Um, but the Bluebirds, to be fair, um, I'm finding them as a side I can't really put my finger on at the minute. Um, I don't know whether they're good. I don't know whether they're rubbish. I think they're probably a little bit of both. Um, we have got a Cardiff fan waiting in the wings who, who will give us more thoughts and opinions on Cardiff's season so far. And of course, we'll be touching on the sacking of Steve Morrison, who I think it, I think this is their first game without a manager. Again, we'll we'll, we'll speak to Thomas uh, about it in, in in a little bit. But thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, we've had a couple of weeks off, haven't we, uh, without a pre-game show? Um, but of course, we did the our season so far, which seemed to be received pretty well. And a big shout out again to Sam from uh, the Clarets Roundup page for coming on and helping us with that. Sam's been a great help on the page in the last few weeks. I really enjoyed having him on. Um, and again, I know a few weeks ago, I did put out a thing on Twitter saying, if you want to come on the show, drop us a DM. I have finally started responding to people. So if you haven't had a message yet, don't worry. Um, I am finally starting to respond to people. As I said before, on another podcast, I just couldn't believe how many uh, messages we got. And I was just like, I can't respond to all these. And I finally just sorted it all out and responded to them. So... Um, if you haven't had a message yet, you will be getting one. Um, and some people have had a message after messaging us, but haven't yet responded. Whether they've changed their mind or not, that's a different thing. But if you think we haven't responded yet, have a look at your Twitter inbox. Um, there might be something there. But um, I just, again, want to mention FanSlide, the app that I mentioned at the start of every every pregame show. If you haven't already, please download the FanSlide app. Um, you can find the link to do so in the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube. But if you're listening on the podcast, just go over to Twitter um, and you'll be able to find it in our description. Click that link to download the app because if you click that link, um, you will be entered uh, Sorry, entered into um, a prize draw to win a Burnley shirt or if you're one of the people um, that has all three Burnley shirts because you are doing very well and this cost of living crisis isn't affecting you whatsoever, um, then we, we will just give you a cash prize instead. Um, but uh, just to point out, Fanslide is completely free to play, but you can choose a pay-to-play option if you wish. This means that you must be 18 years of age to register and play Fanslide. And if you do choose to to pay to play on Fanslide, always gamble responsibly and never bet with money. You cannot afford to lose. And one more thing, not only will you be entered into a prize draw to win a Burnley shirt, if you download Fanslide using our app, we will also be doing competitions on the Turfcast TV table. Uh, and to join that table, you use the code FNCKZ. We haven't actually done a competition yet because as I've said before, we've been waiting for more and more people to join the the, the table. Uh, but I think last time I checked, which admittedly was about two and a half weeks ago, we had about 30-odd. So I think now's the time to to, to, to start doing these tables. So um, keep downloading the app, keep playing on it, keep practising, learn the app because it's different to any any sort of other fantasy football thing. Um, you, you, you choose three players, slide them in and out. I've explained it plenty of times before on the podcast now already. Um, but I encourage you to download it and play it a few times before we do the competitions where you can win a prize because that's going to be coming in a few weeks. So if you haven't already, download it now. Anyway, Burnley versus Cardiff City. I'm going to bring Tom in in just a second, the Cardiff fan. Um, but as I mentioned before, my thoughts, a little bit indifferent about it. I'm not going down, uh, which is a shame. 
I'm working actually, um, which is another shame. Um, but um, it's it's a game that I'm a little bit apprehensive. I don't like playing teams that have just sat the manager. I, I, it's it's a big thing in football. I know it's cliche, but it's a big thing. I don't like playing teams that have just sat the manager. Uh, and Cardiff City have just done that, of course. Sacked Steve Morrison. I think it was on the 18th of September. Uh, well, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, Thomas has been brought in. How are you doing, mate? You okay? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, thank you for coming on, mate. As I was saying off air then, I did ask Tom a little bit late, only yesterday. Um, but to be fair, um, I, to- I totally felt sort of like because of the international break, I'm trying to be a bit more organised with stuff now. I've downloaded the Notion app. Apparently, it's this big app that everybody uses. I've I've only just heard of it. Um, so I've downloaded that and started showing me age, showing me age, uh, and started trying to organise myself a bit better. But, Tom, I, norm- I normally start this off, Tom, with, uh, asking people about their season so far, but I think it would be silly of me to not start with the sacking of Steve Morrison. It kind of, I'm not a Cardiff fan, obviously, um, but you know, I know you're down in 18th, I think it is, but I was a little bit like, you know, he's had 10 games this season. I was a bit like, what, what? And, and I think you brought in quite a lot of new players in the summer as well. So it's similar vibe to us. Obviously, he hadn't just come in. I think, did he come in last January, Morrison? Uh, yeah, last year he came yeah. in. So it's still end. not that That's long, good. really, to get used to things. Then you sign loads of players in the summer, let a few players go. It was a bizarre sacking, wasn't it? I was thinking about this earlier, like trying to put it into some kind of context. And I saw somebody say on Twitter and summed up pretty well. It's probably in the top five stupidest decisions uh, that this current board has ever made which is saying quite a lot because, you know, they're not adverse to doing stupid things at Cardiff, but this just seemed that nobody really understood it because, like you said, um, new manager come in, he completely changed uh, the style of football that we were playing. He was trying to implement his new style. The summer comes and goes. Uh, we get 17 players coming in, worked really well with the limited budget that he had, uh, got rid of some of the deadwood, freed up some wages and... You know, things are going to take time to gel when you get that many new players in and you get and you get rid of so many. It's going to take a while for everyone to kind of understand their roles, know how uh, well they play with each other. It's, you know, maybe a little bit of time as well for Morrison to get his best 11. And sort of the vibe from the fans was, you know, we're not expecting absolute wonders this year. A good season would probably be top half because we knew it was going to have to be an adjustment phase. So for the board just to come out out of nowhere, I think, okay, some of the results haven't been great this year, but you know we're, we're supposed to be planning for the long term, sort of this move away from bringing in a stopgap manager. And yeah, it's just it still now it's been, well, nearly a week and it's still just complete, or over a week, and it's still just completely baffling about, why did they do it? It just makes absolutely no sense at all. So what what are the thoughts amongst Cardiff fans then as to why they did it and Cardiff journalists and podcasts? So what what has been the thought process so far, do, do you think, from the board, like getting rid of him so early in the season, so early into his reign, like not even a year and he's gone? Like what, what do you think they're trying to do? Well, the thoughts from a lot of the fans must be there has to have been a falling out somewhere with either the owners or somebody on the board because there's sort of whispers at the minute that maybe Mark Hudson does get the role because uh, he's going to be our interim uh, for the time being, that he's going to get the role for a little bit um, and then kind of see how he goes. But there's also this 
these whispers and rumors coming out that they're looking to appoint somebody younger for the long term. And I just think, well, if you're looking to appoint for the long term, then why do you get rid of Morrison, who was obviously trying to make the team his own? And he had a great record as well with the under 23s uh, before he got the job um, with the senior team. So I think, you know, he is still a quality manager. You know, the results weren't amazing at times this year. And sometimes last year they were a little bit naff. But it's just, I can't see it for being any other reason than there must have been some kind of disagreement um, between himself and maybe somebody on the board. But because I honestly can't really think of any other reason as to why he'd be let go after seemingly putting so much trust in him over the summer after 10 games to think, yeah, no, we've had enough of you now. It just seems so bizarre and such a strange thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit daft, although you have kind of been overshadowed by Watford um, since, so that everyone's kind of forgotten about, well, I'd kind of forgotten about it, and then I was doing research for this, oh, God, yeah, they got rid of the manager, but I completely forgot about it because Watford did it, and that was 10 times stupider than your stupid decision, so I was just, like, baffled by it all. Um, But you mentioned there someone's coming from the academy, I think you said, who's who's been at the club for a bit. Is that what you're looking to do, a point from within, or or like you did say, maybe somebody younger from from out? How is the manager search going? Um, we've not heard really too much about um, how it's going. It's only I've only ever seen uh, rumours and um, stuff on Twitter, so I, d- I assume that um, it's going to be with our interim for the time being. But the you know the rumours are saying that is going to be uh, somebody a bit younger for the long term. I mean, we have been even though it was a silly decision, we've been given an open goal now with Watford. So if the board aren't doing absolutely everything they can to try and get uh rob edwards in then i don't <laughs> i don't know what they're doing because uh, i don't think there's many at this level anyway many better uh managers who would t- actually take the cardiff job yeah i i agree rob, rob edwards would be a good shout i think he deserves a chance at this level i thought watford would have been perfect for him um and this isn't a watford versus burnley show or a, or a watford show but i just find it bizarre that they come out and say we want to do some something totally different we're going to back him then 10 games in the season I do not understand that football club and the Pozzo family they are bizarre um but uh you mentioned you've had a few NAF results as well I would, would I do want to chat about the season so far as well if you're watching on on YouTube um the uh, Cardiff results so far this season well some of them so far this season on your screen uh, started off um with a decent win albeit in a bizarre game uh, with two red cards um, against Norwich, then you then you lost to Reading, who which at the time I thought was a poor result, but you know they've started well. I think they're currently third, to be fair. So that one's probably not too bad. I do think they'll fade. Then you beat in Birmingham, then a draw away to West Brom. You know a good result. We we drew away to West Brom, but then then the form kind of falls off a cliff a little bit here. Losing away to Bristol City two 0 drawing at home to Preston nil nil again. Though that's that's not the worst result in the world. It's practically impossible to score against them. Um, then you lost at home to Luton, lost away to Millwall. Then you, this is what I mean. I don't know whether you're good or rubbish because then you've got flashes in the pan where you beat Middlesbrough. All right, again, Middlesbrough have started slowly, and I think they're currently in relegation zone, but they've still got good players. Uh, but then you don't back that up. You then go and lose at Uddersfield. So it's I'm, I'm looking at that and thinking stop, start, but more stop than start. Is, is, is that a fair reflection? Um, yeah, I'd say so. It's it's been so hard to predict kind of which way games are going to go this year. Like, it's the form just speaks for itself, really. It's so 
odd. It's kind of what you'd expect from a team in transition with that mm. many new bodies in. But even at the same time, I think that Middlesbrough game there pretty much summed up how strange our form's been this year because we were 3-0 up at half-time, played an absolute stormer in the first half. Second half starts, we start a bit wobbly. With 10 minutes to go, it's back to 3-2. And everyone's kind of thinking, oh, great, here we go again. This is going to end up in a draw or a loss. And then, you know, we managed to grind out the result. So it's been, it's, it's, just, it's just been weird following us this year. Because, you know, it was kind of expected that we were going to be a little bit up and down at times. But I didn't think it'd be this up and down, especially with, you know, teams like West Brom and Middlesbrough. Kind of tricky places to go with. And they are decent teams. Then you follow it up with a loss to the likes of Millwall and Huddersfield. It's just been really, really strange. It's been a, yeah, it's been a weird old season so far. Yeah, normally I do ask questions, and I will ask the question because, um, well, basically, normally what I say is, what is your style of play like at the minute under the current, you know, manager? Um, but it, it, I guess I guess you don't know like how. I mean, I, I can't see a, a new interim manager coming in and then changing it completely, even if it hasn't been going well. Um, so, what sort of style have you been playing in? And after after you've answered that question, do, do you think that your new manager is going to continue playing in a similar sort of way, or do you think he's going to tweak a few things? Uh, to be honest, I was a fan of the style. Um, it was starting to gel because Cardiff have always, for the last probably five years since Neil Warnock and Mick McCarthy, been known as this horrible hoofball, boring style of play club. But well, that was it to that, yeah, <laughs> and. But it's it was starting to change, and under Morrison, we've been starting to play much better football, where we are trying to, you know, string passes together, play a little bit more of a possession-based game, a bit more of a passing game, and I think, you know, it was there. There were flashes there that there was something decent brewing, and you know, it just hopefully whoever the next manager is, whether it is somebody internally appointed or whether it is somebody younger coming in i really hope that they do keep this it's more like possession based just nicer on the eye football because we you know we've tried hard to move away from this kind of hoofball win everything from set pieces kind of football that we were mm-hmm. most well known for under mccarthy the and um neil warnock but yeah, I, th- I really, I really hope whoever comes in next doesn't revert to that because it was seen as it worked in the past. Because now, with the window we had, it's kind of pointing towards wanting to play Sean, uh, Sean Mar- Steve Morrison's type of football. So I hope, hopefully, that can continue. I thought you were going to say Sean Dash then. Yeah, no, I, w- I was going to say <laughs> Sean Morrison. But he's one of our players. <laughs> um, you know what? I found that very interesting because everything you've just said is like Burnley, but albeit on on kind of a lesser scale, because obviously you've not been in the Premier League for about, what is it, three, four years? Obviously, we've just dropped out of it the first season back. But we've had a certain stigma attached to us of how we play in a certain way. We're playing the short or played in the Sean Dyche way, only wanting to hoof the ball up to Chris Wood or, or Vegos, obviously in the second half of last season, or, or Volksy before that. Win flick-ons, get goals that way, score goals from set pieces. But we've done the same sort of thing. We've got rid of, I think it was 12, 13, 14 players or something. I can't remember exactly. I think we brought in 16 in the end. New manager, completely new ethos, possession-based football, similar to yourselves. 
but it's it's it seems to be working a little bit quicker for us. Or admittedly, we've had we we we've been able to spend a little bit more money thanks thanks to the sales that we've been making. Um, so what 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 I'm building up to the question is here. Like, I don't know how many times you've you've been able to see Burnley this season, but what what do you make of what Burnley are trying to do? Because it's a similar thing to Cardiff, obviously. Like like you just said, moving away from a certain style of play into a new style of play. Obviously, we were able to bring in somebody like Vincent Company. Um, but I said at the start of the season. I think it's going to take time to gel. And if we are, you know, 15th, 16th at Christmas, then we need to make sure that nobody's panicking. But it's, it's, it did, there was a little, a few bumps in the road earlier on. Um, obviously, losing away at Watford, um, draws at home to Luton and Hull. Um, a draw away at Preston. Admittedly, they've got a good defence, but still. Um, so there's been a few bumps in the road. But I think now we are seeing a lot of flashes that we can be a decent enough side this season. I think Sheffield United will still be the team to catch. But winning 5-1 away at Wigan, um, beating a very good attack inside Bristol City at home and keeping them relatively quiet. Um, I'm pretty impressed with Burley so far. But I, I want to know, I always like to get the perspective of an opposition fan because it's such a radical change and something that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't that thought that Burnley would be top of the possession-based stats in, in the league, even if it is a championship. So what are your thoughts on what we are trying to do and, and what we're trying to move away from? I'm a really big fan of it. Um, I was a fan of the company as a player. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And I really hope that he's going to be given a fair shot um, at the Burnley job now, because I think he's building something quite exciting. I think from one ex-hoofball team to another, there's kind of that level of solidarity. We know that you know, we're some of the most hated clubs in Britain because of how boring our football is. But then when this change comes in, it's like, well, OK, this has come out of nowhere. But um, no, I'm really impressed with kind of the... Uh, style that uh, Burnley have got now this year and um, I, I see similarities between what um, you guys are playing and what we're trying to do or did try to do at Cardiff and um, you know we just obviously didn't give um, Morrison more of a chance to carry on with it but um, no, I think it could be some I think this could have a, be a decent season for Burnley this year and like you said I still think Sheffield United will be the ones to chase they look really decent um, but I think, you know, you guys, not to try and, you know, jinx anything, but looking towards a playoff finish this year, if not indefinitely the upper half of the table. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. I, I do agree with that. I think if from the start that we've had, I'll be shocked if we're not in the top six. I would like us to be battling for top two. I think Norwich should... Uh, they, they're in a good run of form, but I do think they're, uh, they're beatable. Um, you know, they had a poor start, obviously, with respect, losing to yourselves, albeit a, a, a balmy game. Uh, I think they lost two or three games at the start of the season as well. So that shows that you know I, I, I do feel that they are they are beatable. Admittedly, they've gone on a great run of form since then. Um, so who knows? It all could have clicked for them. Um, but yeah, focusing more on the actual game itself. Then obviously this weekend, um, any injuries? <coughs> excuse me, I've got a cold. I'm, I'm very surprised. I've got to 20 minutes in the podcast without coughing, by the way, because I have got a cold. Uh, but any injuries, suspensions, or anything like that that you know that uh, to, to any other players that we should be aware of? I think the biggest injury at the minute is um, Jimmy Lou Collins. Uh, he's our left back we signed in the summer. And the first few games of the season, he looked absolutely incredible. I thought, you know, if we're going to be playing this kind of possession-based football where we make use of the wing backs, um, he was kind of the perfect player for it. So I was really excited for the year that he was potentially going to have, but unfortunately he's torn his ACL. So he's going to be out for the season now. And in terms of our, probably our biggest kind of miss, I 
say it's Collins because no, he hit the ground running. Um, and to lose him that way that early on as well, because it was still in August uh, that we lost him, it was just absolutely gutting. And I think a lot of City fans were really gutted as well because he was quickly going to become a fan favourite. And we were excited to see like how great he was going to be this year, consistently performing well week in, week out, even when we were playing a bit naff. And I think he has been a pretty big loss uh, already. And yeah, I'm just <laughs> gutted that we're not going to see him play again this year. Yeah, fair enough. Does sound like a bit of a shit to that, to be fair. Um, especially when someone someone starts the season so well. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I'm interested on how the actual game will pan out because Burnley versus Cardiff would always be a very um, dull game. Um, you, you know what to expect. And, and, and if you do play the same way that you've been trying to play so far this season, I'm interested to see who will go and have the most possession, who will play the best version of this possession-based football club. So the onus will be on you as the home side and, and playing a certain style to have the most possession and then say to us, we'll come and get it off us. But if, if we have you know, the, the better players or, or, or it's clicked earlier, for example, um, then who knows, it could end up being us. But what sort of style of game are you expecting? Are you expect? I mean, it's difficult for you to say in the situation, but are you expecting sort of like two sides trying to keep the ball or are you expecting Cardiff to sort of like change a little bit? It's such a difficult one to call um, because it's, you know, we've just sacked the manager um, and with how up and down we've been all year, uh, it's pretty hard to predict um, from one game to the next how Cardiff are going to play. Um, hopefully it is kind of that uh, style. We're both trying to play a bit of um, possession football, a bit of nice football just to, more than anything, just to surprise the rest of the league. And it's like, you know, this is Cardiff Burnley. Why are they playing this nice attacking possession style football. Um, you know, it's it's really tricky to say. I think it's going to be a tough game uh, for both sides, um, mainly because, you know, we've just uh, lost our manager and I think uh, some players are going to want to try and prove to the new coach, whoever that may be, uh, whether that's an internal or external appointment, that they want to try and cement their place in the in the lineup. Uh, but um, I think it's going to be a pretty tough one if I had to... You know, try and predict who's going to have the better uh, possession kind of uh, game. I'd probably have to say yourselves, just because I think, you know, you guys have got the better players at the minute and in a decent kind of run of form. And um, yeah, it's going to be such a tricky one to predict because it's we're either going to show up and play like by Munich and be 3 0 up after like 20 minutes, or it will be a pretty gruelling defeat again it's, it's just the way it's been this year it's been so difficult to predict regardless of the level of opposition as well yeah yeah fair enough we understand how, how difficult it must be um for you to predict um especially with the manager situation um but i do also like to get onto predictions as well for the games in fact actually before i do that um i do want to talk about some of your players that we need to look out for um, so who do you think can hurt Burnley the most? Is it is it a, a, an attacking player or or or, a, or a, maybe a goalkeeper, for example, um, who's going to maybe keep us at bay? Uh, who, who should we be looking out for that will probably be one of your better players on the day? I'd probably say Callum O'Dowder. Um, he's been our best player so far this season. Um, it, a bit of a surprise to everyone as well, because he came on on a free from uh, Bristol City and everyone just assumed he would be in just another kind of Cardiff Bristol signings. We made quite a few over the years. Some of them have been pretty good, some of them not so great. 
But um, we've been pleasantly surprised with how good he's actually been. And he was rewarded with a call up for Republic of Ireland in the last international break. And he's more than deserved it. You know, he's really quick player, uh, skillful on the ball, um, scores goals. And I think, yeah, he's been our best player, Barnum, and our best attacking threat going forward. So in terms of uh, anyone to look out for, I would say um, Odauda. Fair enough. I'll, uh, I'll look out for him then. Um, predictions then. Obviously, we know it's going to be tough to predict. You're up and down. We've hit form, um, but still there's two draws in there in the last three games. I've only lost once all season, so I'm definitely confident that we can avoid defeat. I think I think, I think, think with Burnley, I think people just expect that, like you said, like you said about yourselves earlier, we, we could start really fast and blow teams away. Similar to what we did against Blackpool, but we didn't blow them away because we kind of blew them back into it. We were own stupid fault. Uh, and then obviously Wigan as well. Um, but we have been decent at the back. A lot of people, Burnley fans listening to this, go, no, we haven't. Like We've been okay like, at the back as well. You know, we've got Taylor Harewood Bellis, who's come on loan from City, England under-21 international, fantastic player. Murich, who divides opinion, but for me, he's a good goalkeeper. Um, and then you've still got, <coughs> excuse me, then you've got Bayer, and then you've still got the likes of um, Charlie Taylor, who can play in there. Connor Roberts, who admittedly um, hasn't had the best season, actually. Um, and uh, I, I do I, I do quite like our defence. So, but having said that, we do tend to concede silly goals, but I do think they'll eventually be ironed out. But I'm going to predict a two... I don't know. I, I'll go 2-1. I think a 2-1 Burnley win, um, just simply because of the way you are at the minute. I think it's all a little bit up in the air, but some Burnley fans will be saying, oh, we never beat teams that have just sat the manager. It's the biggest cliche in football, isn't it? You, it? It could go either way for you. You could be absolutely dog and just be like, what's going on here? We haven't got a clue why we sat Morrison. Or you could be like, right, why have you done this? We need to play for this club now and show that they've made a bad decision. But yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 Burnley. I do think it'll be tough though. I think you'll I think you'll try and possession us. But West Brom did a similar thing and we, we did quite well hitting him on the counter-attack and we're unlucky to draw that game. Um, to be fair. So I have seen that we can play in two different ways, but what's your prediction for the match? Um, I'm going to go a high-scoring draw. Uh, I think it'll be two all. I just have this feeling that it's the most kind of Cardiff result that we can expect from it, to be honest. Uh, if I had to put like a prediction on it, um, I think we'll probably start a bit slow um, and I can see Burnley taking a two-goal lead pretty early on um, and kind of everyone, all the fans like kind of losing their head a bit like, oh my God, why have we done this kind of thing? But it's just, it's weird. Like whenever we recently have like sacked a manager and then played the first game since with a new coach or have brought an interim in, like Neil Harris's first game uh, was mm. two all after being two nil down at Charlton. And Mick McCarthy's was the same at Barnsley. And I don't know, I just have this feeling that we're going to be really, really bad to start, but then finish really strong and make people think, oh, yeah, you know, we could have easily won that because it's just, it's it's just Pete Cardiff, to be honest. So um, I'm going to go, yeah, two all draw. To be fair, we've had one of them already this season. We went 2-0 up really early on against Blackpool, as I've just mentioned. Give the give them a, a sloppy goal. Murich passing it back to um, Cullen, who miscontrolled it again. I'm not going to get into the debate about whose fault that was again. Um, but then uh, Blackpool scored a goal, and then we went three one up. And you know, I remember thinking, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll we should see this out, and then we just capitulated because they started attacking us, and we didn't know what to do. So 
if we get the crowd uh, on your back, um, then we could capitalise on that. But again, if you then respond quickly and then a similar thing to Blackpool, then then who knows? We could see uh, we could see a similar thing there. But thanks for coming on, Tom. Um, you don't actually have a podcast, do you? Um, unless 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 you do, I've I've been told that you don't. Um, I, I I was saying to Tom off air. I'm in like a championship. A podcast group chat thing with on WhatsApp, which was made by I think the, the lads at Roker Report, who um, it's probably the biggest podcast in, in the championship, to be fair. Um, and there's loads of fans in it, but there's no Cardiff fans in it, uh, there's no Bristol City fans in it, no Preston fans in it. And obviously, we played them three the last three, so I've been struggling to get people. But thankfully, Tom Kane recommended uh, from the lads there, despite not having a podcast. But Tom, they just want to let everyone know where they can find you if they want to see some of your ramblings on Twitter or, or things like that. Yeah, um, so my name's Tom, and if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at ThomasTaylor4, that's Thomas without a H, and um, I have my own blog as well uh, called The Sport Addict Corner, where I post onto that uh, about football, but I also do loads of stuff about uh, rugby, Formula One, uh, boxing, American football, so just all kind of sports in general, really, so if you're into any of that and uh, think sounds interesting, then, you know, uh, feel free to go and give it a read. Yeah, definitely go and check out the blog. I'll be doing that. I wasn't even aware that you had a blog, so I'll definitely go and check that out. And I'll, if I find it, mate, I'll put a link to it in the description in YouTube as well. But thank you for coming on, mate. I do appreciate it. I asked you quite late, um, so I do appreciate you coming on. But thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been a good chat. I've got a call, as I mentioned, so I'm going to go and make a hot Vimto and then get ready to get this edited. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Please like the video. And we will see you for the fan reaction, the 60-second review, and then, of course, the full-time show on Sunday. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.